our second segment of game picks and previews for week 18 and we're in the uh, AFC North and this one normally an, an absolute uh, street fight Browns at Bengals but um, Browns obviously have nothing to play for here Brian because they have already clinched their playoff spot their seeding isn't going to change um, so their Bengals are actually favoured by by seven points to win this one um, which may turn out to be you know a pyrrhic victory for them because their playoff fate will be decided elsewhere is this the game that we're suggesting is the team that's with little to play for goes in and wins the game from a Browns perspective you would like to think they would see this as a keep the momentum going they've been on such a good run they've had comeback victories comprehensive victory last week they've won in different manners like they've, they've had a huge comeback win in Baltimore I, you know back maybe five or six weeks ago they've been comprehensive against teams they've had a comeback win at home against the Bears they're doing it in all different ways would they would it, against, would it be against the Rams the possibility they go in and upset the Bengals but I think ultimately as you said nothing's going to change for them no matter what the circumstances of this game the reality is they know they're going to play against the AFC South winner, which we touched on there in all like, but it's the Jags. We need to be fully focused on that. There's no need to be risking any players. And when we think back to last year and what the Chargers did against the Broncos when they played the wide receivers and got numbered them injured and then they couldn't play on the road in Jacksonville in the final week. Ironically enough, we're talking about the same kind of situation where a team going into Jacksonville. Don't think they made the same mistake. I think the Bengals win. It's one of those dead rubber type of games. I don't think anybody would be too locked in on par from people on their fantasy league competitions in their in their version of the Super Bowl this weekend. It's a Bengals win, but I mean, the Browns have bigger things to, to come and, and better teams over the course of the season. Yeah, Cincy for me as well, I have to say, uh, for all the reasons you've you've outlined. Um, when we move on to another game that, again, is another bit of a dead rubber. I'm sure either of these teams would, would happily take the walk over it if it was offered to them game off due to waterlogged pitches, which never happens in the NFL. But Patriots favoured by two points at home neither of these teams can wait for the season to end. This is not about the game for me. It's about the story you know, coming into the game and what happens the aftermath and the impact of a result because if the Patriots were to win, there's the Cardinals, there's the Giants that can both leapfrog them in terms of the selection order in the draft. And is it Bill Belichick's last game? And Bill Belichick does not like the Jets. Would he want to leave the Patriots with, with, against the Jets? Would he really care? about winning it and upsetting the draft order if he's not going to be there as head coach next season. Jets are on their holidays. Last week's performance uh, I felt in Cleveland on the tours and I kind of proved that defensively they were abject and some of the tackling, in particular Sauce Garden or was getting away from tackles that earlier on the season he would have been going full throttle. I think the Patriots win. I think Bob Crawford wants but want the victory um, because I think he wants to get one of those quarterbacks in the, in the next draft. It may not be Belichick involved in terms of which one they select but I think come Sunday Patriots are I believe our favourites by two points which is a fair reflection of where both sides are irrationating to Patriots would finish the season without without one victory Yeah likewise I I, I don't think there's there's any reason to dwell too much on this one like Jets very much done um, Patriots given uh, where Belichick's focus has been you know there's there's a huge amount of pride there and he, he does he doesn't tank he doesn't do that he's never had to and it it's 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 just not going to be in his nature um, you can see him doing the, the lovey Smith on it and winning despite what it does to the to the draft order because it's just too much at stake for him in terms of his personal pride, his personal reputation. And he's chasing that overall career wins total as well. Like I wouldn't underestimate that as as motivation given how how much we know uh, Belichick reveres the history of the NFL and is is steeped in in, in everything that is NFL from way back in the midst of time. Um, NSC North, we turn to next Vikings at Lions where 
Um, the Lions are favoured, even though it's essentially a meaningless game for them. Um, it was interesting, though, Brian, to hear Dan Campbell very much uh, throwing out the fighting words and saying he doesn't expect players to take it easy. They're not going to take it easy. They're going to go out to beat the to beat the Vikings. Yeah, well, it's 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 a it's a killer for the Lions, isn't it? Really, because of the nature of how that game finished last Saturday night, and then we got into the, the tribulations and the trials of referees and how the game ends. So we don't need to go there again. But if they had have won that game, they would have been in the position to wrap up two seats. So it's a bit of a killer, and that so much could change there. They'd have two home playoff games this season. I've, I'm going to go Vikings. I think the Lions, like the Lions are saying everything you, you would expect them to say, but ultimately we know that the Vikings have to win this to maintain their slim chances. I think it's one of those back and forth games. Like, bear in mind when they play each other on Christmas, Christmas Eve, the Lions won. I think they won by six or seven points in the end. But for three quarters, it was a difficult game. They got away they got away from from the Vikings in the fourth quarter, only for a, a brief Vikings comeback. I think Kevin O'Connor will need to win this game just to kind of relieve some of the pressure. There's no pressure on them in a sense, but they need to win to be seen to be putting themselves in a position to make the playoffs. Ultimately, I think they're going to they're gonna come they'll come up short, but um, it's a Vikings win on the road. Yeah, look, I said at the start of the season that the Vikings would miss the playoffs. I, I, I saw them backsliding a little bit and you know didn't anticipate the quarterback injury, obviously, which to be fair has been the, the main factor in their... Uh, in, in, in their coming off the tracks they were actually going really really strongly and you know unfortunately unfortunately for Kirk Cousins it was looking like being a vintage season for for him and that's now in the realm of what might have been or in the alternate timeline um, what what is somewhere else but um, this for me actually Brian I'm, I'm going to go against you is is one of those games where I think the team with nothing to play for is actually going to try but just the Vikings are, are just so poor they, they, they really got it handed to them by the Packers last weekend it, it, it's kind of fizzled out there unfortunately for them um, I don't know who's starting a quarterback for them is Jaron Hall back in again this, this this weekend that didn't look like it was was going anywhere yeah it's, it's a bit up, up and down they haven't really yeah. haven't really solidified a decision on that yeah they had to bring Mullins in late on in the game for people who didn't see that Sunday night football game comprehensively by the Packers He's, he has a big job just for you to get them up and yeah. I, mean, I suppose what was a surprise there for me as well was the, was the magnitude of victory I mean that that Packers offense, as we've talked about, and we'll come to them in a moment. You know, it's a very well functioning unit, but you didn't see Brian Flores's defense get get handled in, in in that way. That that hasn't happened to date. Now it doesn't help when your offense isn't doing anything for you. This is where complementary football comes to the fore. You you, you got to work together, and uh, they weren't done any favors by by what was happening when the Vikings had the ball. Um, from the permutation perspective, the Vikings obviously need this, and they and they need the. Uh, the the Bears to pull off the upset in Lambeau for them to have any chance of qualifying for the for the playoffs. I I don't think, frankly, either of those outcomes are going to happen. It's Lions uh, for me in this one, uh, and we move on to another game in the NFC North, which you know has now been moved into that late evening window. Brian, which is which is Bears at Packers. Packers are favourites at home, as you'd expect, given that they've literally owned the Bears, as Aaron Rodgers will tell you, um, for the last however many years, more years than I care care to remember, but. It's tighter than maybe you would have thought it would be a few weeks back as uh, the Bears have kind of narrowed the gap. Yeah, the Bears have been a great story though, over the course of the last few weeks. Bearing in mind they were 3-8 and eight, uh, to be 7-9 and nine and win 4 in the last five games. It's a great story. It's been a fantastic story and it makes for a really melt-warming off-season in the sense of the storylines and the conversations of what they're going to do with the number one pick. I know so many Bears fans are still torn as to whether Justin Fields is the answer and whether you pick up the fifth-year option Ultimately, long term, then you have to pay him in the region of probably forty million. Is that that's going right? That's what Daniel Jones is able to absorb. Daniel Jones floor, yep. That's the floor. That's the reality of any quarterback. Seventy-three, four years, the floor gets higher and higher. 
And I'm not sure if the Bears are comfortable in doing that. That's why I think it's a, it's a great storyline. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens. In this game itself, one of the interesting things for the Packers this season was they've been very poor against teams in the division the first time around. I know, in fact, they beat the Bears. The Bears had opportunities in that game. And against the Lions, they lose the first game. And against the Vikings, they lose the first game. When it's come around again, and I think the, the defense coordinator, Barry, is probably on his, you know, his, his final few weeks with the Packers, but he has been able to recognize the, the flaws of the first game, put it right second time around. And been, you look how they were comprehensively good winners on Thanksgiving against the Lions on the road, what they did last weekend against the Packers on the road. And now they're going home. Unfortunately for, for Bears fans, I don't think it's going to be the same results as what we saw last year in terms of week ATM, one team going in and spoiling the Packers' party. I think the Packers this time around do get it right and the, I think they win put themselves in the playoffs come next weekend yeah I mean this obviously for for many reasons is an interesting one for me um, even though the Bears in theory have nothing to play for I wouldn't underestimate how big a motivating factor going into Lambeau and winning in this season and finishing it off the season in style is I mean you know people have joked even Aaron Rodgers made the joke that this is their Super Bowl but actually from a Chicago perspective it is you know the Bears haven't beaten Green Bay since 2018 this is the most storied rivalry in the NFL in, in name only. It hasn't been competitive for most of the last 20 years, frankly. Um, Packers are on a, a nine-game winning streak against the Bears, and most of those games haven't, been, haven't even been remotely competitive, including the one earlier this season. That was a very different Bears team, even though they were playing at home. You know, They went 0-4 before they started showing any sense of any sign of life or sense of form. The defense has been completely transformed since Montez Sweat arrived. You know, interesting to know the two Bears uh, defensive players are going to the Pro Bowl this year: Sweat himself and uh, and Jalen Johnson. Um, Bears secondary, which we talked about as a strength early on the season, didn't really have any chance to show itself because they just couldn't get any pressure up front. With Sweat coming in now, you really see the value of that linebacker core and TJ Ed- Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds too. Um, off-season free agent agent acquisitions, and, you know, a very talented. Bears secondary has actually really started going after turnovers and you know they, they lead now jointly in the league with the 49ers they, they've got the same number of takeaways that they, they have the league lead there um, all of that said I think the, the running game could be decisive here the Packers are 0-4 this season when they give up more than 155 rushing yards funnily enough 105 rushing yards is only slightly ahead of what the Bears average is Bears run the ball well I think the Bears win the game and um, I'm just so scarred from so many Lambeau Field shellackings, though. I, I just can't find it in myself, even with the Bears having won two games and with all the feel-good factor in Soldier Field and the We Want Fields, chance serenading him off the game and with everything he said. I mean, Bears are almost cocky going into this game. It's funny listening to the players and Fields was joking about, you know, kind of lightheartedly slagging off the Packers fans saying, yeah, we expect them to be left because there's nothing else to do in Green Bay other than watch football. You know, th- there's a lot of talk in Chicago and they, they want to go and back that up now because... Green Bay are well used to it. They're, they're, they don't fear the Bears at all, and nor should they. They've, they've had no reason to do so. I think it's it's going to follow the the that that line that we've seen, and, and Green Bay will notch their tenth consecutive victory against the Bears. But I don't think it's going to be anything like as comprehensive and the, the the two possession wins that the Packers have been used to um, emerging from. And you know, there's been times when they've been able to rest their starters in the fourth fourth quarter. So far, have they been ahead? Don't see that happening this week weekend. I think it's going to be hard fought. But I think uh, Jordan Love and the Packers will will come out the right side of it. He's had a good season this year. They've had a good season, particularly offensively. If you, as you say, you know, and if you had an, uh, you know, if you had a, a music, you could you could set this one to to a tune. And um, you know, how, how often have we said that the Packers have been going so well on offense and they've been let down by 
by a defence which actually has a lot of promising pieces in place, but but hasn't lived up to its potential. And um, I think this is a game where they're uh, where they're where they're going to come out the right side of it. Well, this is, sorry, yes. Yeah, so, no, I just wanted to make a final point on it because, like, I can't disagree with anything which you said, and I totally understand the narrative as to why the players, players and fans would be would be confident going into this game. I don't see this game in any way similar to the first game in terms of how the players, you know, struggled in the second half and the Packers pulled away. I think this game is one very one that's very much in the melting pot. Come seven or eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I just it's one of those who needs it more type scenarios but it, it, it would not be against the rest of possibility if we're looking at and if you look at the where the Bears are to where the Lions are in last season there's so many similarities mm. from how the team have progressed over the course of the season they had the comment slightly different but they were un, unsure whether Goff was going to be the answer there you know it looked like initially he was like brought in and it was kind of interim quarterback to when they got the right one in the draft teams changed teams have changed it in Chicago dramatically as you touched on to see the fans for Justin Fields when there's been so many kind of opposed from over the course of the last 12 months it's just if, if, if come 1 o'clock in the morning I would not be stunned or shocked if the Bears were to win but I just have a feeling no, Likewise you know, I've, I've rarely felt as as confident about a Bears team going into Lambeau as, as I have this time around I just don't necessarily see them coming out the right side of it but yeah like you I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they, if they did manage to pull it off wouldn't be a massive upset again it's a 3 point game um, Chicago are three point underdogs going into Lambeau and um, that's not a mountain to climb by, by any manner of means but we shall see um, Broncos at Raiders uh, Brian another one with not a huge amount at, uh, at stake unless the Broncos get a, an absolute cavalcade of other results going the way there is actually a path to the playoff for Denver but um, you, you'd have to it's like the meme of uh, Zach Alafianakis and the hangover with all the figures coming down in front, yeah. front of his eyes and you know, it's just not going to happen it's, it? it's over it's over, unfortunately, for for Broncos. Um, the only thing that Broncos fans will be interested to see is how well Jared Stidham plays and this kind of weird concern around the fact that Russell Wilson is his backup. And if he was to get injured, Russell Wilson would have to step in and that's puts that kind of decent flux around what he'd have to be paid if Trudy got injured. Look, there's, there's nothing on this game. He actually, you know, the big storyline for me is this is Devontae Adams this weekend. He, he's obviously ringing the bell for another Raiders fans. They want Antonio Pierce to be the head coach. They've been they've been scarred before by um, head coaches that have done really well in the interim phase and they haven't handed over the Raiders full time. They got off, got another head coach. I think this time the Raiders should put it right and give Antonio Pierce the job. Even in the games in which they've lost, they've been very competitive. Clearly all playing for him. It's an interesting dynamic because it was the level of experience he has, but it's also going to be a very different season next year for the Raiders who they bring in. So, some of those Raiders players were well, they're excited about from now. The reality is they will not be a Raider come the end of free agency. So that's, that changes things up. I think they should give him the, the job. I still don't think, I'm not I'm still not convinced they will. But in, in terms of this game, I think the Raiders will win. It probably more signifies where they are at. They need to win it if they want Antonio Pierce to be their coach. Yeah, look, I, I, I'd agree with that. I, I don't think there's much in it. Um, I just don't see the Broncos coming out of this one like that. Just everything that's happened makes you wonder about Sean Payton. Actually, I mean, he started the season in in, in funny form when when he said what he said about Nathaniel Hackett, and it, it, you know, there's an element of karma here, isn't there? You know, sometimes what you put out does come back to you, and that kind of happened to Payton this season. I didn't think he'd handle the Russell Wilson situation particularly well and with a huge amount of dignity. Then again, it's not a massive surprise given this is Mister Bountygate. You know, there's there's a lot of 
lot of dirty linen in the in the patent closet and we know we've seen it sometimes the worst of them we haven't always seen the best of them that five-game winning streak notwithstanding when the Broncos actually looked like they might do something that's uh, a distant memory now at the time being I think the uh, the Mo is with with the Raiders at the moment for 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 all the reasons you've outlined it's been good to see Antonio Pierce get a bit of a shot there and and try and wreckage something from the or salvage something from the wreckage of the of the Josh McDaniels time which you know, like the the the, the quote from from Yoda in uh, in in Star Wars, not short enough. Your your reign was, um, yeah. It's 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 Vegas at home for me there as well. And um, which brings us to the end of our second segment of.